Hey, Tim. Hey, Dan. How you doing? Yeah, good. Did you uh, want to hear my little joke I've got here? I'd love to. Well, um, do you know I don't have a carbon footprint? No. Yeah, I just, uh, I just drive everywhere. <laughs> Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, drunk Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. And I'm Tim. I'm feeling very crispy today. I don't know if you can hear the the crispness of my voice, Tim. I can I can whisper. I like it. I'm saying. I like that pop crackle. Pop crackle. Mm. Um, yeah, changed my microphone around today, and it and it sounds sounds good. Yeah, some of the microphones sound better than the others. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. Anyway, uh, diving into our episode today, Tim. What, what is, is the Tim, Tim and Daniel? How was your week? Very good. Mm. Uh, just before we started the recording, Dan, for mm-hmm. the podcast listeners out there, we we're talking about the AFL draft. Yep. Um, that happened. That has happened since mm. our last podcast. And I am obsessed, I've found, with the draft. Mm. It is like my one shining light as a Bombers fan. It's, every it's when year. optimism is an all-time high. It really is. Yeah. It really is. And we got, we got a kid at pick 13. That was our first pick in the draft. Yeah, I think Hobbs. Ben Hobbs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was a good pick. He, I think he was a bargain at 13, to be yeah. honest. So people um, watching right now can see Dan is looking at his yeah. phone. No, I think he'll, it'll be this. good to fill out the midfield. He's, um, he's a bit of a go-getter, a bit of a beast <laughs> bit of a out beast. there. That's B- the bit word. of a beast out there. Yeah. He's, uh, well, who, who does he play like, Dan? What other players does he remind <sighs> you of? No one recently um, <laughs> that I can... No, it, it's, he's filling a good hole in the team, though, <laughs> left by someone else, I think. No, 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 Dan. He plays a lot like Joel Selwood, Travis Boke, and uh, he represents great value at pick 13. All the greats. You'll know, I'm a big fan of value, mm, all right? You are. And that's what the draft, I think that's why it's so interesting because mm. you don't need the first pick to get the best player. Yep. They pick them, like the first pick is the one that they can bank is going to be a good player. Yep. But sometimes the 13th pick is a lot better than mm. the first pick. So, okay. and I think that's what's going to happen this year with the Bombers. Yeah, well. pick. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm confident. I'm excited for your team, Tim. I'm excited for your team. Yeah. Um, we my, might not win games, but my, my definitely team, draft kids. My team, the Toronto Raptors. Oh, yes. Uh, we, had, we had a good draft year, you know, so I expect maybe you will too. <laughs> You're not winning a lot of games though, are you? No. 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 <laughs> Unfortunately. But, but. We outperformed at the start of the season to what you'd expect. So, uh, maybe you will too can raise to such heights. It's a long season though. Yeah, so you've long got a, season. you got a bit of time. Long season. Um, what about you, Dan? Yeah, What's my, happening? my week was good. Uh, I actually went out and um, cut down a Christmas tree. Why would you cut down a Christmas tree? Them. That sounds like a horrible thing. I just thing don't want them around them anymore. I just yeah. want to get, chop them down. Right. There was one in your front yard. You thought I was... Yeah, I just don't. I'm, I did the old Brett McDonald, just chop it. <laughs> Chop it down. No, I um, I went to a Christmas tree farm. Mm. So, I'm, I'm being very um, un-Australian, Tim. I'm talking about maple syrup. I'm talking about uh, yeah. going out into the great wilderness and finding a Christmas tree. That's because you lived in the States. It down. You I lived in the States for a little while. For a brief period, for a brief yeah. period. 
I um, you went to college there. You played a little bit of football. Yeah, some college ball. Yeah. Um, you were the kicker, right? You were the punter. I was the punter, but yeah. um, knee injury held me back. Ah. Uh, moved home and became an accountant. Too many hamstring tears. Too many hamstring tears. Um, no, so we could, Kat came home from something. She, she'd never had a real Christmas tree before, so we said, "She said, why don't we go buy one?" I said, "You know what? Why not?" Why not? So we went out to um, a Christmas tree farm about forty-five minutes away from here. Uh, it was an experience yeah. unto and, itself. And when you say that, I'm guessing mm. it was just like um, there was like little Santa things around and Santa's mm. little helpers everywhere. And it was like, you know, snow effect. Yeah. And Come down with your family. very romantic and yeah. family yeah. friendly. Exactly. No, no. Instead, was there was a dude with a chainsaw with a pit bull on a chain <laughs> and a couple of kids riding around in, uh, in quad bikes. Wow. And uh, and a dude who took money sitting in a four-wheel drive. I actually love that because yeah. that is the reality of uh, of Santa's workshop. <laughs> it is. It- <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it was interesting. Um, we had fun. We had fun. Um, but we, we chose a tree. And uh, as it turns out, Tim, I'm pretty sure I'm allergic. Cool. So. All right. So, you need to get it out of your house. Now. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so, I, I... I liked yesterday. Yeah. You had an itchy leg. Yeah. And you went straight away. You went like, um, maybe I dragged something on my leg and and therefore I've scratched it and mm. I'm a bit itchy mm. over the weekend or something. You were straight away like, I think I'm allergic to these pants. Yeah. Like, Dan, uh, pants don't make people allergic. No, you can be not- allergic to fabric, Tim. Oh, okay. like, oh Thank sorry. you very much. So all of a sudden, you're allergic to cotton. Yes. Correct. I have a cotton <laughs> allergy. No. That was your first go-to. But but here's where I think I was half right. Such a hypochondriac. Here's where I think I was half right. Okay. Okay. Because I'm still... So, what started as an, uh, a thigh, uh, slight itch and sensitive skin and a bit, bit burny. Um, spread, a little bit burny. Spread to the entire upper leg and then moved to the left leg and is now half my torso as well. Oh. So, it spread, right? There's, okay. no, there's no rash. Okay. But it's, okay. it's like I've been sunburnt. Wow. That's what it feels like. It's spreading across your body. It's spreading. This isn't the pots though. It's this not the pots. It's not the pots. We so, haven't told the listeners about the pots. No. Well, one day we'll get there. <laughs> but um, but no, I I think what had happened is I was I carried the tree, right? Yeah. Up to the top in the shorts that I'm talking about. Mm, okay. And then I continued to wear those shorts. Okay. So, I think I'm allergic to the sap in the tree mm. and the sap... And the stuff was on the pants and I kept wearing the pants. That's what happened. So, I'm not wearing those pants today. Okay. And um, it's it's progressing. It's moved into a more itchy phase. Okay. Uh, and if you're listening out there, <laughs> I don't have chicken pox or shingles or, or anything like that. Um, that you have is, pots. I do have pots, uh, but that doesn't <laughs> cause itchiness or burning. Um, but I'm just hoping this goes away in a day or two because it's, it's unpleasant. I, you know... This sounds. This is gonna sound bad, mm. but I do love it when stuff like this happens to you, <laughs> <laughs> because you are a little bit of a hypochondriac, no, and I'm so not. No, I I'm get not. I get to you know teeter yeah. on the edge of like, nah, Dan, you're imagining it all, mm. and then the other side, I'm like seriously concerned for your health, mm. so I get to sort of enjoy myself a little bit. Yeah, um, I definitely thought I had uh, fibromyalgia <laughs> for a while, but. Um, Pretty sure it was just an allergy to the pine tree sitting in not my know, You should not know the name of that condition. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, no, I'm fine. So just good. itchy and a bit burny. 
Mm. All right. Well, I hope the itchy and burny feelings pass soon. Thank you. And if you're out there listening, um, yes, I do accept your well wishes. And, um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, uh, so that was my week. Oh, that was a good. That's mm. a good week. Well, I hope. Mm. Yeah, I hope the itchiness ends soon. And uh, thank you. Let's play time for the business update. I suppose business update sponsored by Cats Accountants. Thank you, cats. Thank you, cats. Uh, I have a business update. Oh, good, because I was going to say I don't have one. <laughs> good. Um, no, the um, the uh, September quarter GDP figures were released Ooh, today. Yes. And uh, although we did go backwards, uh, it was less than what they were anticipating. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Because, I mean, we were obviously uh, half of our country was shut down for the September quarter. So, yeah. Um you would think that we would have had a covid recession. Mhm. Yep, that's right. Um and instead, um we did have that, but it was <laughs> but, but it was less than than what you'd expect. It was. Let me just bring out the number here. That's positive. We shrank by 1.9% in okay. the September quarter, which is pretty good. I wonder how that compares to the lockdown last year. Uh, it is better, way better. Wow. So after the initial COVID lockdowns resulted in the worst quarterly fall on record of 6.8% in the June quarter of 2020. Um, Do you think that shows that businesses learned? Yeah, I think so. They were ready to go to takeaway. They are ready to deliver. Yeah, I think so. I think there was so much. Line. And it's also consumption. Um, people were so fearful uh, I think during that first lockdown True. that um, that they just stopped. stopped. Spending. Mm. Whereas the second lockdown, it was like, all right, we're going to go through this thing again, but we'll come out the other end of it and True. it'll be okay, but it's just going to suck for a little bit. And mm. they just continued with a lot of their spending habits is is my guess. But, but it did shrink 1.9%. It wasn't even around the country. Mm. Sydney, Melbourne, yeah. we shrunk more. Yes. Um, but, uh, but across the country... Only 1.9%. And apparently this leaves us uh, something like 0.2% or something below where we were December okay. um, in 2019. So, just before... Right. Just before... Just before COVID, we're COVID. pretty much... We're, we're below that, that still. Yeah. Right now. Yep. Mm, it's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Well, hopefully... I mean, we've all learned a lot through the lockdowns mm-hmm. and if there is more lockdowns we're ready for them but i don't think there will be i'm not it seems like i'm not ready for them no one's ready for them dan <laughs> we don't no want this that. Uh, uh, omicron we don't want that shit yeah i'm not uh i don't think it's gonna happen no you know interestingly enough we're on the central coast dan yeah that's and there here. is someone on the central coast with mm. omicron mm. so um that's interesting but it seems like it's quite mild very transmissible yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll, we'll track that over the next few weeks. Well, I think there's like six cases now yeah, right. in New South Wales with it. Mm. Um, but from all accounts, it appears it might be um, perhaps less severe, but more contagious. So, if that's the case, then it's just going to have to run. Do, yeah, its, well. do, its, do its thing and we move on. Cool. I actually do have a business update, Dan. Oh, you do? The New Zealand cash rate went up. Really? Yes. Yeah, they lifted the cash rate in New Zealand, which means interest rates will begin to increase in that country. Yeah, so uh, a few other countries have done the same thing. Australia, obviously, uh, our reserve bank has been sitting there saying, 
don't get ahead of yourself, people. It's still going to be time, but yep. but, uh, but have downgraded their prediction from definitely not before 2024 to... Probably not. Maybe. Probably not. We'll just uh, watch, watch this space. <laughs> yeah. I think an interest rate rise might happen next year. I think it is too. Um, yeah. uh, housing prices have slowed again in November. I got an email yeah, today right. from CoreLogic. Still uh, growth, one point. Okay. 2% or something in the month, which uh, 1.3, which is still a lot yeah. for one month. That brings you at a 12% yearly yeah. rate, but um, but it's slowed down every month mm. recently. Um, something else interesting happening in the banking sector right now. Westpac, mm. dirty, rotten Westpac. Oh, no. They've been charging dead people. Oh, Another bank. Haven't we been through this? Another bank has done this. Haven't we been through this? Ridiculous. Dead people. Dead people. All right, West they dub, Pack. <laughs> they dug themselves into ASIC. So I mean, that's good. That is good. But here's the thing: when you, when you are such a big business like that, yeah. and and you're um, trading, and you've got all these transactions and things happening, the systems in place. It's not like someone's like, unless I didn't read it. I'm assuming. I hope that yeah. it wasn't like, hey, these people are dead. Let's still charge them fees. I think it was more I like it so. just wasn't turned into that yeah I, I think that's probably more the case but mm. um you they need better controls in place mm, they do. banks know everything right everything when you're going for a loan they know everything about you yeah but when you die they conveniently keep charging your fees i think not yeah i think not i think not all right that's a good one tim well let's move on to the tight ass tip yeah, so this week I did come planned with a oh, good one wow. because I really wanted to divide opinion and mm. upset you in okay. particular. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Tim, just I want you to know I'm already vulnerable. I'm itchy. <laughs> I'm a little burnt in areas. So, well, uh, uh, let's, let's fire me up. How, Dan, would you feel about saving money mm. by eating things on or past the best before date? Saving money, did you say? Or? Yes. Mm. Because here's how I'll save you money. Mm-hmm. Because you're wasting less. Yeah. So, if you're that person, Dan, mm. who sees milk mm. that is on or past its expiry date mm-hmm. and you just instantly throw it out, yep. you're wasting money there. Yeah. Because then you have to go buy new milk. Yeah. You're probably going to do the same thing with. Yeah. Uh, see how this is a personal attack on you, Dan? I do see yeah. that, yeah. Um, well... I think mm. you should just give it a try. Run the mystery. This isn't health advice, no. but I think we're all a little bit too sensitive with best before dates. Yeah. I'd like to, um, to throw the boom whip, throw it back. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, to me, Tim, it's kind of like saying, um, oh, like I'm bloody got a tax problem, right? Yeah, yeah. No. You have a cash flow problem, <laughs> so you don't have a. How is that any? You, you don't have a. I, I don't want to waste because it's past the expiry date problem. You have a stock control problem. Oh. No, that that's true. I all mean, right, you've bro- bought too much, or you've opened. You know, true. You bought a uh, one liter milk when you only needed a five hundred mil, Tim. What this you've is done this is, is you've wasted your money in purchasing too much. Oh, I like that. I like that. Well, yeah. 
I mean, we're going to talk about habits today. Yeah. So, there's, there's a habit that we can change. <laughs> there's a habit. But I'd also like to agree that uh, it depends on the food. It does. Because best before dates, they're kind of like speed cameras, you know? They yeah. have an inbuilt like... Yeah, there's, there's um, a margin. Safety margin. Now, if it's, if it's things like meat or dairy, to, to, to me, there's no leeway. Or chicken? Yeah, especially ch- like chicken. If I'm anywhere near the mm. expiry date, I'm like, this could go either way if here. It's on the best before date. Oh, it's risking it. You got to smell risking chicken. It. You got to give us chicken a good Probably smell. Probably only bought it three days ago though. But chicken will make you very sick. If it's it up. will make yeah. you very sick. Have you ever had food poisoning, Tim? Uh, don't think so. Mm, I have. But I do regularly eat foods past their due date. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've... Um... <laughs> and I think, ironically, that's the flip. You know, Dan believes hmm. that um, uh, lip smack, <laughs> I can't think of <laughs> lip balm, yeah. actually makes your lips dry. Yeah, I do. And I believe that mm. eating foods past their due date make your stomach stronger. That's yeah. what I think. Okay. That's so, interesting. It's an interesting thought. So, uh, I, uh, I recently used some spices that were well past their expiry date, Tim. That's fine. In my meals. I think that's fine. It's a spice. It's a spice. If Unless it's, it's moldy. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you can, if it's in powder form still, yeah, and it's usable, use it. So I've been doing that. You know, I think that's fine. I ate some pumpkin seeds that were at least six months past their best before date, mm. but they were in a they were in an airtight container. Yeah. So yeah, so I think I see think, what I mean. Yeah, there, there's types of food that I'd be willing to do mm. that on. Don't um, be so fast to just throw throw things out. Okay, all right. Waste is what I'm saying. Yeah. So you've got your methods. I've got my methods. <laughs> I, both methods are good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really, it's two different tight-ass tips. It's two so tight-ass tips. So, you're getting two for the price of one that today. That is the best tight-ass tip that you can get two for the price of one, saving you money. <laughs> Doesn't get much better than that. Doesn't get much better than that. All right. Let's move on to our main topic today. Book nuggets. Yummy, yummy. yummy. Today's book nugget, Tim, is Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits. The Atomic Habits. By James Clear. James Clear. Uh, Tim, this is this is a book that is obviously very well known in the world. People love it. Uh, yes. People swear by it. Um, yep. It's not specifically to do with business, but I think almost every business owner probably has this sitting on a shelf. Yeah. Anyone who reads business books or self-improvement books. For sure. For sure. I, I think I've seen this on many a shelf. Yeah. Well, it's good because it's not really for business. No. Definitely it's, it's more of like a personal improvement hmm. type and, but, direction. But, but a lot of the lessons you learn directly apply to how you run your business. And, and it, sure. I think one of the things that I definitely got from it was um, that connection that we always talk about, which is the lifestyle and the business, right? Yeah. And how these two things affect each other. So, you, if you can be more productive and healthy in your lifestyle by getting better habits yes, and you can do the same thing in your business, then both influence the other. Yeah, for sure. And... I think the other moral of the story mm. is also, pardon me, um, mm. that if you have bad habits, mm. you're never going to change anything. Yeah. So, you might be trying to make changes, but actually unable to make any change to your business in, yep. in real terms mm-hmm. because you're just stuck doing those same habits without knowing it. Um, so, yeah. It, overall, Dan, mm-hmm. did you like the book? I enjoyed the book. I enjoyed the book, Tim. I, I think there was some good, um, some good things to be learnt, uh, some good concepts to take from it. Uh, I have a few improvements I actually yep. want to throw in. Cool. Okay. Throw in some stuff here. Wow, that's good. Um, 
but uh, but no, I really liked it. I, I think I, I took some really good um, some good things out of it. So so why don't we give people an idea of, of what this book is? Essentially, it is um, a book that speaks about that goals um, that you have are great, um, but they're yeah. really only achievable through habits. Yes. And yep. so, what you really should be trying to set targets around are your habits. Yep. And the things that you should be changing are your habits because those just lead to the outcomes. Yeah. I think we've talked before, Dan, about mm. uh, rocks, pebbles, sand. Yes. And what that's about is, mm. is a rock is like an, a big goal, mm. maybe for 12 months. Yep. Pebbles are a smaller version of a rock. Mm-hmm. So, that's a goal. Yep. Uh, maybe for three months. Uh, sand binds mm. all those together and that's the actions. Mm. We're actually taking this one step further here. It's not actions, it's habits. It's habits. And it's habits, habits Habits live below actions or, or above them, wherever you want to put them. Yeah. In the, in the pyramid of things, of I guess. Things. But, yeah. but habits drive actions, right? Yeah, that's right. So, if you can influence habits, then it's going to affect all of those things. Yeah, and I, and I was sort of... I thought this was just going to be another one of those business books that people talk about, but but I did actually really like a few things uh, about this. So, so starting from the beginning around this sort of concept was one of the things he said uh, was uh, winners and losers have the same goals. They both want to win. It's pretty profound, right? Yeah. But why does one win and one lose? Mm. Well, There's if one team source. has a habit yeah. of uh, training every day yep. and practicing their moves yep. and... Uh, getting a good night's sleep and eating proper nutrition and, and these habits are built in to yeah. their life, well, they're going to win. Yes. Versus the team who, you know, doesn't do those things. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And um, I really liked his, um, the way he said that motivation isn't a real thing. Mm. Motivation doesn't exist. It doesn't control whether or not you mm. achieve your goals. Mm. It's not about how motivated you are. Um, that's actually just an excuse. Mm. Because um, it's it comes back to your identity. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, I think there's some really profound tidbits in there like that, which yeah. make you reflect. Yeah, and then so tying onto what you just said, one of the biggest things towards the beginning of the book that he really sets this whole thing on is is that um, one of the best ways to achieve your goals and and to develop these better habits is by tying those habits to an identity instead of to an outcome. Yeah. So you're not saying uh, I want to get uh, I, I want to lose weight, so therefore I need to go to the gym every day. You're saying no, I am a fit person, that's so therefore it. I'm going to the gym every day. It's just who you are. Yeah, um, and that's starting with why. Yeah, which is something else we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, starting with your purpose. Yeah, knowing what your identity is um, is going to make other things flow mm. from that. Um, because if your identity is just that you are fit, active, healthy, mm. um, then your habits will form around that. Yeah, exactly. If you if you wake up in the morning and you think, oh, I've got to lose weight, so I better go for a run, that's a bit of a motivator. But if you wake up in the morning and say, oh, I'm the kind of person, it's part of my identity who gets up at this time and goes for a run, you're like, yeah, I am that, so I better go do it. It really is true. And mm. once you start thinking about it that way, it changes mm. a few of the channels in your mind. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, Motivation isn't real. It's mm. it's simply an excuse for people who um, have lost track of their identity yeah. and aren't and don't have healthy habits. It's not about motivation. It's just that person who's done that 
has had such a good habit for a long time. Yeah. Um, My, to, <laughs> one of the things around this that I really liked, and he's, he kind of brings it up a few times throughout the book. Um, so the first kind of quote is, you know, decide the person you want to be and prove it with your actions. But he kind of elaborates on that further by saying that um, it doesn't have to always be a ma- um, all of your actions. Yeah. So sometimes you can not do something. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's just a once off. Yeah. But when it becomes a habit, that becomes the problem or the good yes. thing. So the way he puts it, I really like it, was every time you have a habit, right, and you cause an action through that, um, you're putting a vote towards that identity. So keep voting until the that's majority good. is voting for that identity. Yeah, nice. And then as long as it, the majority votes for it, yeah. you've, you're that identity. And you can is- have some that don't vote for it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, because we're all human. Mm. Um, but this comes back to like um, a lot of great apps around like learning language. Mm. Uh, anything that we, we're learning something mm. or um, trying to improve something, yep. end up um, setting your targets around having streaks. Yeah. So, that you've done it 20 days in a row because that is forming a habit. habit. Mm. Yeah. So, um, it's quite interesting because um, it's just the very act of getting that streak mm. how often can you keep that going mm. um and then over time you will eventually find you are far closer to your goals yeah than you were previously yeah absolutely so um let's let's dive into some of the sort of categories then he kind yep. of goes through tim um one of the first things he mentions um is is really all about what a habit actually is and and what are the four stages yeah, I like of, that. Yeah. Yeah. So he talks about uh, a, a cue, a craving, a response, and a reward. Yeah. And this is this is actually really important because um, first and foremost, I think what he says in the book, and it's been a while since I've read the book, so mm. I'm working off some memory here, but it's actually first and foremost, you need to be aware of your habits. Yeah. Yep. If we can figure out what our current habits are, mm. we can start to work amongst this framework that yep. you just told us. Mm-hmm. Um, to make changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, uh, so, what's the first one? It's a cue. A cue. Uh, and that's a, a prompt that initiates a behavior. Um, so, for instance, a, a cue might be that um, you see something or you yep. hear something or uh, your body tells you you're hungry or, yep. um, yeah, it could be any of these things. You drive to work. Well, one of the best analogies for this one yeah. was... Um, was the drug addict, yep. basically. Mm. So, they go to rehab. They stop taking drugs. Mm. Um, who would have thought you put them back into their environment, mm. then they all of a sudden get cues again mm. and therefore, they get the craving. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, the craving is the next one. So, yep. the, the craving is, is what he calls the motivation. Mm. It's, it's saying, okay, so, um, the cue is I'm really stressed. My craving is to relieve that stress. Uh, my response is I binge eat some food because I have learnt in the past that that makes me feel better in the short term. Snacks So, my reward is I feel a bit better. Yeah. So, you've suddenly developed a habit that every time you're stressed, you eat bad food. Mm. Mm. Or smoke a cigarette. Or smoke or a cigarette. drink or alcohol. So, you've learnt or a habit. Or yell at your team. <laughs> yeah. So, you, you've learnt a habit there, right? Yeah. So, that's that's what this whole idea about the habit yeah. loop is. Yeah. It's these four things that kind of... Um, it's good to break it down in that way too because um, you can start to figure out what's causing mm. um, the habit. Yeah. And how that is like a reward in yeah. essence. 
um, and then try to restructure that so that you can be more aware of cues. Mm-hmm. You can, I think he's got a, um, I'm not sure if you documented the process here. Mm. I think it's just being more aware of cues. It's about um, um, building better um, rewards mm. so that you reward yourself with something that's positive for you instead yeah. of negative. Yeah. Um, and the motivation, I suppose, is probably around about who you are, what your identity is. Yeah, and, and so that's essentially what the rest of the book is from that point. He, yeah. he goes through um, each kind of four steps and, and, and frameworks where he talks about, all right, well, how do you build new habits? How do you get rid of old habits? Yeah, nice. um, and essentially, the, the getting rid of a, of, a, of a bad habit is essentially the reverse of what you do to build a new habit. Yes. So some of the things, obviously, to put build, a negative, yeah, <laughs> put a punishment in place. Exactly. So it's <laughs> it's things like um, to uh, the good ways to build um, new habits, uh, habit stacking. Habits. I love habit stacking. It's the best thing ever. Yeah. So tie a habit onto something else that you already do. Yep. Um, and this one, he said, particularly works when um, when you're tying something that you need to do with something that you want to do. Nice. So, for example, mm. a habit stack could be um, you put on exercise clothing, mm-hmm. and therefore you exercise. Yep. So, when you get out of bed, um, put the clothes laid out neatly, ready to go. Is mm-hmm. that an example of yeah. habit stacking? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. a habit stack might be... Um, uh, or, or it's a habit that you do have already mm-hmm. strongly inbuilt... And then putting a habit that's going to be positive for you associated with that. So I think one of the examples he's given is let's say you want to uh, you want to meditate every day, yes, right? Yes, um, yes, yes. So you stack a habit that every time you have a coffee, yeah, you meditate. Meditate while, while the coffee, the jug's boiling. Beautiful, or something. beautiful. Um, so so that's stacking two habits together. Love it. Um, or it might be um, all right. Every time I do this thing, then I, I also do this thing at the same time. Yes. Because yep. if you're already, and, and one of the things I liked about this, if you're already up, yeah. if you're already doing something, you tie those two things together. How about the bloke that um, um, his house or his apartment was always super clean mm. because he just habit stacked yeah. things together. So every time he had a shower, he, he cleaned, cleaned the, the bathroom toilet. Yeah. <laughs> the toilet. Yeah. He was like, well, I'm going to get dirty anyway. So yeah. I mean, <laughs> I really liked that. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to have a shower. I've got to quickly clean the toilet. Perfect. You've habit stacked. Yeah. And, and you can see how that's always clean. That just becomes routine. Yeah. And all of a sudden you've got a clean toilet 24-7. Yeah. How nice would that be? So a few other things in, and obviously we're not going to repeat the entire book here, but just take away some of our key learnings. Uh, a few other things he said to, to build good habits, uh, to make an implementation intention. So like... Okay. Write it down. Like, yeah, nice. I am going to do this at this time at this That's place. awesome. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah. So and, you, and tie it to a time and place. Yeah. That was key. I remember him yep. talking about that a lot. Um, speak it out loud. Yep. So, um, tell someone. Accountability. Yep. Uh, so, new habits in new environments is easier than fighting old cues. So, that's the, the drug addict kind yep. of analogy yep. that... Um, you know, I, I always sit down on the couch and just watch TV mindfulness... Yes, uh, but really, I want to be doing something else. So my new habit isn't going to be on the couch because that's otherwise, it. I'm just going to turn the TV on. Yeah. So um, I suppose that's also like making things difficult. So yeah. if it's the couch, and then you reach for the remote control. Yes. Put the remotes into a drawer. 
Yeah, and so that idea is 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 how to reduce bad habits. So, you know, reducing exposure to negative cues like that. Love it. Um, taking the TV out of your bedroom if you're always watching TV. Yep. Um, or or um, make it invisible so avoid temptation um, rather than just resisting it because self control is a self short term strategy. He reckons. Definitely. Yeah. Um, temptation bundling. So that's the bundle something you want with something you have to do. So if there is nice. a habit that you need to build that's hard. Right, you don't yep. really want to do it because it's hard. Yep. For instance, going to the gym is hard. Mm. It's you have to get up, yep. <laughs> you have to go train. It yep. hurts while you're training often. Yeah, but if you bundle that, um, obviously you, you're already trying to change your identity to be like I am a fit person, so I'm like, therefore I go to the gym. But if you bundle that with with a habit that you really like to do, yeah. For instance, um, maybe it is coffee. Let's coffee. Just, let's just make a coffee. Yeah. yeah, it's such a strong motivator. Yeah, coffee. so. Every time I go to the gym, I get a coffee. Nice. Anyway. I can see that working. Yeah. Great. Mm. Oh, awesome. Go to the gym, get a coffee. Yeah. How good. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So, so that, that was mm. some of the things that, that he mentioned that I really liked. He, he gave a bunch of other things like yeah, just adding friction or removing friction. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, it is important to developing a new habit. Uh, something else that I really liked. So, this is one of my first key, key takeaways here, Tim. Yep. Okay. Um, was he's talking about how... Um, he gave kind of three levels and it's like um, you can imitate the close, imitate okay. the, like the tribe yep. and imitate the powerful. Okay. Right? Yep, sure. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So the close was you're likely to develop the habits of the people immediately around you. True, true. So if you're in a team environment where people have bad habits, you are likely to fall, fall into those habits, right? Yeah. Uh, if you're in uh, a culture of like a broader group of people, so yeah. not just your immediate spouse or family, but yep. let's say your group of friends and whatever, yep. um, you're also going to start following the habits that they do. For sure. Uh, and the people you look up to. Yeah, definitely. You're also going to follow the habits that they do. So, yep. mm. some key things there were like unfollow people who have bad habits on social media. Nice. <laughs> nice. Like, yeah, that's a good one. Makes sense. Um uh, try and have people around you follow the journey with you if you're trying yeah, to get nice, fit. Nice. What about even just, um, I think around that point, he mm. says, try and make your habits the same as the people who are elite. Yeah. Yeah. So, have a think about what their habits are likely to be um, and replicate them. Yeah. Yeah. And he gives the whole idea as well. Something that we've spoken about, so my second big point here is is the incremental change. Yeah. Is is uh, I forgot to speak about that right at the very beginning, but it's more like, 1% of little changes through habits every single day leads to results, not from one to a million. You go from one to two to three to four to five to six. Yeah. And I love that idea um, because, I mean, incremental change does eventually reap large results. Obviously, also targeting huge change can make huge results as well. Yep. But we're talking about sustainability here. We're yep. talking about creating a way of life that... Um, lives around your identity. So, yeah. Um, but I also love the analogy around um, around that one because it takes time. Mm. If you're not going to see results by making a one percent change, no, per day for a few months, yeah, probably. So um, there is a period of time which is uh, the valley of despair. I yeah, believe it's referred to in yep. the book or um, something along those lines. Um, and essentially, that's like. The period of time where you've, you've made a new habit and you're trying to stick to it, but you're not seeing results. Um, 
But if you, if you keep going, you will see those results. So that's where people generally um, fall off and let go of habits and, uh, and fall away from what they want to be. And uh, the analogy around that is the ice cube because it's like frozen at minus 18 degrees, the yeah. ice cube. Um, once it, you know, if it's at minus 12 degrees, that's a lot of change. Yeah, he calls this the, uh, there's a breakthrough point. Breakthrough point. Yeah. Yeah. So at minus 12, that is, that is a, a massive amount of change um, compared to minus 18. But still, the ice cube is frozen. Um, uh, you actually don't start to see any change with the ice cube until it gets to zero degrees. Then it starts melting. But you've actually traveled a long way there from minus 18 to zero. So um, I love that analogy because... Uh, when you're on this journey and you, you, you're implementing new habits, you're trying to get results, um, you can very quickly lose sight that it's a slow journey. It takes time. Yeah. And very much like melting an, <laughs> an ice cube, you won't see actual changes. Um, and then that comes to the next point is the overnight success story. Yeah. You got to love that. Like the sports person or the, uh, mm. the musician or the artist or the overnight business success. Yeah. It's like those people aren't overnight successes. It's just that you've just noticed the change and the results now. Yeah. It's a, it's accumulation of yeah. potentially years of habits yeah. that have built to a point where suddenly it just clicks. And it seems like overnight success. It's yeah. like when the ice, um, the ice cube starts melting. Yeah. It seems like that's just started happening. But yeah. no, actually, that's been happening for the last 10 minutes. Exactly. You just couldn't see anything happening. Yep, I, I love, love that. I love it. Love that. You just need to stay the course. That's the that's the lesson there. Yep. Uh, so, what are some of the other uh, key takeaways that you had from um, the book, Tim? Yeah, I th- I think um, the other one is emotion versus action trap. Yeah, uh, well, I like that as well. A lot of us fall into this. Yeah, where uh, where you feel like um, you know, a lot of planning and and things yeah. um, is yep. motion. Things are happening. Yep. And. But you're not actually moving forward. And it's not a negative. Like, no. motion is good. Yeah. You need to have motion. And that is like planning, strategizing, mm-hmm. um, brainstorming, coming mm-hmm. up with ideas. But what's it really important to mm-hmm. make change if you want to see change and see results is action. Yeah. So, it's sort of like, I mean, how bad is it um, going online and shopping for a shirt? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two hours later, you haven't bought a shirt. Yeah. Um, that's just nothing worse to me. So, the key there is the action. You're missing the action. Mm. You're not getting any results. Um, you've got to remember that. Yes, I, I agree. I agree. Mm. I, I think, um, you know, it's sort of s- summarizing some of the big things that I, I took from this really, it's, it's all about um, try and f- tie identity to the habits rather than than yep. just um, outcomes. Yeah. And, and you're more likely to, to develop those habits. Add in friction, um, figure out what your cues are yep. and try and change those cues yep. or, or change them into something else. Um, but really, it's a small incremental change over a long period of time gets results. Yep. Uh, and so, let's tie this back then, Tim, to what we always talk about, which is you know lifestyle accounting or, or, or your business. And, and we've done whole podcasts on business planning. Yep. Um, we've got a whole course coming up on that. Yep. Um, these things really are about that motion and, and that planning, but the whole second half of our, our business plan for us is action, right? It's, yeah. it's accountability and it's actual action and they're small changes to reach a bigger goal. For sure. So, you can see how something like this really ties into someone who is running a small business. 
Yeah, I mean, it's 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 trying to bring it back to terms that mm. make the insurmountable very achievable. Yeah, because um, you might think, well, I'm never going to change that. Mm. Well, actually, you're wrong. Um, if you give it time and you um, have the right habits, mm. you have the right goals, and you stay the course, um, you can do anything. Yeah, people have proven that time and time again. Yeah, so so really, what we're saying here is. Uh, a man can move a mountain one stone at a time, Tim, or a man can move a mountain if his identity is that he's the kind of guy that moves a mountain and every day he has the habit of moving one stone. <laughs> that's true. A bit longer, but fits. I like it. But if that's just what you do, yeah. you know no different. Yeah. And you're going to move the mountain. Yeah, right? exactly. That's basically what you're saying. So, it's a great book. In summary, read it if you haven't. Um, there's some awesome analogies. You'll pick up things that we didn't pick up or yep. just talk about. And it does really run through how you can change your habits and get better results from yep. whatever it is you want to get the results. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, yeah, go, go find that book. Go change some habits. Uh, one habit, if you're, if you're watching online right now, Tim, because as I was reading, I realized I did this this week. Oh, you may have noticed this large two-liter yeah, pink nice. bottle. I did. Yeah, it's, it's cute. Last week, I said, I want to start drinking more water. Nice. And I have a goal. Apart from cups of teas and things, yep. I want to drink two liters of nice. water separate to that. Nice, nice. Now, I had a bottle that was only 600 mils. What I've done is I've created a queue. Nice. This sits in front of me all day. That's awesome. And it's a bottle. There's it says your- two liters in it. Yeah. That's sick. And as it, I can see it decreasing yeah, and I can look there. at it and I can go, oh, great. I have to drink that. You're almost there, Dan. Yeah. I've built a habit of carrying around this bottle. That's good. Because I'm the kind of guy that drinks two liters of water out of a giant pink bottle. <laughs> it's used to yes, belong to Kat. Are. And I'm like a house elf who <laughs> like gets some hand-me-downs and is like super excited about it. That's like it. half the size of Kat. Yeah, it is. She never <laughs> used it. <laughs> it was ambitious. But nice. I use it now. And uh, I've gone, uh, what is today? Wednesday. This is my fifth day there you go. of two liters a day. You're on a streak. I'm on a streak. I'm on a streak. You should reward yourself, Dan. I will. The giant slushy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan. All right, let's move on to uh, our other things. Other things. I've got a very quick, easy one. Okay. If, if you haven't watched Made on Netflix yet, mm. watch it. Yeah, okay. It's awesome. Yep. Really, really, really good. I mm. liked it. Nice. That's a it's, good one. Um, it's about domestic violence. Mm. So, disclaimer. Sounds there uplifting. There is some heavy, heavy issues in it, but mm. it's sad. It's funny. It is uplifting mm. in a way. So, mm. um, I was a big, big fan. Finished it last night. Nice. It's good. Nice. What about you, Dan? Any other things? Um, my other thing this week, I don't really have another thing. I said Lego Masters last week, didn't I? You did. Still watching that. <laughs> still watching that. And still reading the same book. Okay. Bought a couple of new books, but it's, it's for after this one. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, nothing. Nothing new. Nothing. 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 My other thing this week is uh, two litre water bottles. Yeah, good. They're awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. It's been great to be here with you once again. Thank you for joining us live on the Facebook if you've been watching us live. Do we have some technical glitches? Or we had a it? few little technical glitches. Mm. Uh, the camera ran out of battery. Oh, good. So I went and replaced the battery, which is <laughs> so we're still live. 
Nice. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, thank you for watching, everybody. If you want to get in contact with us. Oh, first of all, the drunkies. These are happening. Yeah. No one's given us a drunkie yet. Yeah. So We need some nominations. We, we need you, everybody out there right now to go. If you want to win a drunkie, you need to go review us on iTunes hmm. or somewhere else, but send it to us. Yep. Um, but also, uh, any of the other drunkies, nominate someone. Nominate a category. Uh, because they could win the prestigious drunkie. Yeah, they yeah. could. So they could. make sure you do that because that's happening in a couple of weeks' time. The other one is, um, if you are listening to this within a week of us posting it, uh, we are doing a live webinar, mm. which is complimentary for our community members. Yep. In the Two Drunk Accounts community. It is with tax nuggets and it's all about FBT and entertainment as we yeah. head into the Christmas period, which is a really big complex issue for business owners. Even accountants uh, find that really hard and need to brush up on that. So, uh, we have posted a link in the community. Mm-hmm. That's where you can register. Like we said, that usually is going to cost you money. It's free for members of our community. So, um, get amongst it. That'll be fun. Love it. Love it. All right. Send us an email, twodrunkpodcast at gmail.com, uh, at two drunk accountants on all the socials, and uh, we'll, we, we will calculate it.